sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Stop. Kids aren't stupid. They know how it works. Sorry, Santa. going on everybody it's your boy Val Cisco dropping some knowledge about anchor guys have you ever wanted to record your own podcast don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say whether it's about Zeus whether it's about sports whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine guys what are you waiting for download anchor Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there guys, like listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor, it's pretty fantastic, I love it, hell, thank you Anchor for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, so please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store, I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh, Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. It's the holiday season. Doop dee doo. Oh, hello everybody. It's your boy Val Cisco once again, your old Saint Nick of this evening, and welcome to another great edition of Nothing to Watch, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. And of course, we're gonna kind of usher in the holiday season, whoop dee doo, with a movie that just came out on Netflix on November twenty second, and I'm very excited to talk about it. We won't go too much into spoiler territory, maybe a little bit here and there. So if you are apprehensive of knowing what's happening in this movie, stop the podcast, get on the Netflix, watch it, and come right back. Let me know what you thought about it. So we're gonna be talking about the Christmas Chronicles. It's a 2018 American Christmas comedy film directed by Clay Katis from the screenplay by Matt Lieberman. The film stars Kurt Russell, Judas Lewis, Darby Camp, and a couple of other people as well too to make cameo appearances. 
and it follows a brother and sister who, after accidentally crashing Santa Claus's sleigh, must save Christmas. So, yeah, we're going to cap off the holiday season with this movie right here. Um, I first heard about this movie during the summer. I knew Kurt Russell was going to be doing something big for Netflix. And you know what? This was pretty awesome. I was very excited to see Kurt Russell in a very much a family-friendly film. <laughs> and this really, I don't know, just pulls some heartstrings right here right off the bat. Um, you have um, a family that's went through a tragedy in this movie to start off with. And, of course, you have a feel-good moment with Santa Claus uh, making his way into their lives, um, doing things to kind of bring that family back together without them knowing. I do like the different take on Santa Claus, and even though we've seen different takes on Santa Claus, of course, I like the edgy Kurt Russell, sexy dad Santa Claus. Like, it's your sexy grandpa in a way. It really is. And I'm sorry, he just... That pours right out of his system. You can't take Kurt Russell out of Kurt Russell whatsoever. He, uh, he, I don't know. It's just him. That's that's his character. That's who he is. That's like telling uh, Woody Allen to stop doing this, I guess. That was a horrible impersonation. I'm sorry about that, guys. But anyway, let's kind of talk about the film right here. I thought it was pretty refreshing. Uh, something that really caught me and my daughter's eye. We watched it together and... We were pretty amazed by the craziness that was happening in this movie, you know, like, we get this whole backstory of a family of four at the moment in time, just formulating one baby after another, and one Christmas after another, I think starting from 2006 or seven, all the way up to current years right now, seeing these this family grow each Christmas, and all of a sudden 2018 happens, and, you know, spoiler alert, three, two, one, dad dies, and... It's just the coping mechanism of this family trying to deal with that death, the Christmas without dad, essentially. And, you know, you see the aftermath, you know, these other uh, iterations of Christmas that they're having. We're seeing uh, dad take over, you know, making the decorations and uh, the tree lighting and presents and things of that nature. And, of course, this... 2018 Christmas is very, very dry. Mom's working all day. I believe she is a nurse, so she's on 24-hour on-call. And, of course, you have, you know, the kids who, at least one of them is dysfunctional. I want to say um, the oldest child, Teddy, uh, played by uh, Judith Lewis, he very much is a little bit more of a dysfunctional teenager, while his younger sister, Kate, um, I believe... She still has that innocence. She really does still believe in Santa Claus, number one. So, of course, she's going to have that innocence. But number two, I believe the shock has not hit her just yet of a loss of a family member. And still that that journey of trying to find resolution without really impacting her day-to-day activities. She still reminisces. She looks at old tapes of her dad, but I don't think it hits her as much as it did Teddy. Um... You see her in the beginning of this movie just uh, making a Santa Claus tape instead of writing a letter. She's like, this time I'm just going to write a tape. Um, I'm going to write a tape. Look at me. I'm going to record a tape of myself and what I want for Christmas and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, you have Teddy there about to blow the whole news because you see Teddy. He's a jerk whatsoever. He's the biggest jerk you're ever going to see. He's a guy that's about to spoil everything for this 10-year-old little girl. He's like, I don't know why you're talking to Santa Claus. I don't know why you even think that Santa Claus is, and he stops himself, and he's like, never mind, you know, there's millions of kids out there, he's not going to get to your tape, so I don't know why you even try. So he was about to spill the beans, but 
I don't know, something stopped him. There is that little bit of innocence. We kind of find that out later on, too, in the movie, which was nice little Easter egg there. It was, it was. Very nice. Um, Teddy's character is very strange, you know. Of course, we all deal with grief in different ways. And, of course, with him, you know, kind of almost a juvenile delinquent. You know, the mother's always getting on his case for watching his sister, and he just bails on his sister alone in the house all the time, a 10-year-old daughter who's a daughter, look at me, 10-year-old little girl who um, is very capable of helping herself. She knows how to make dinner and dishes, lock doors and all that stuff. So she's very capable, but this would-be brother <laughs> just dips on her every second, you know, belittles her in front of people, um, makes her self-esteem as low as possible to the point of coal. <laughs> horrible pun there. And it wasn't even a pun. It was just horrible. Um, and, of course, um, goes out there with friends skateboarding and, you know, spray painting and stealing cars, essentially. So he's his own juvenile delinquent, and we have a part where the sister kind of catches him in the act and tries to hold that over his head. Uh, they get into a giant fight, and of course, this probably is the reason why we get um, some of the some of the storytelling later on in the movie of these siblings that are so set apart because of a tragedy trying to come together because of this thing that you should just believe in. As a... I wouldn't say a religious tone, but it has a faith tone to it, as all Santa Claus movies are. You know, it's not really about the scene, it's about the believing. Um, Kurt Russell kind of just gets into this movie, I want to say, 20 minutes into it. You know, we get the backstories, and of course, the craziness is happening between the brother and sister. They make this cockamamie plan one night to capture Santa Claus. Of course, the brother... Um, gets blackmailed by the sister saying, yes, I have you on tape, and I'm going to tell mom and everybody else that you're stealing cars, If and I'll give you the tape back if you kind of just go ahead and help me catch your Santa Claus for one night. Um, and he goes along with it because, you know, it's his sister, and he's like, whatever, you know, might as well try it. So they have a little heartwarming Home Alone moment right now, and it's pretty crazy because um, I believe the producers from Home Alone and Harry Potter are involved in this movie, and you could definitely see the tones. Um, there's so many tones that remind you of Home Alone and Harry Potter in this movie. Uh, the whole parts of just them putting booby traps all over the house, even though it's not as crazy. And I, we just didn't get like a Kurt Russell getting his head smacked into something or a Harry moment. Harry! But um, we did get some traps set for Santa Claus. And it was more just to hear him walking around if he actually got into the house. So they do snag a glimpse of him and actually sneak onto his sleigh. So, you know, the brothers just mesmerize that Santa Claus, number one, is real, number two, that they're actually going through with this. And it kind of sets off from there that, you know, they surprise Santa Claus in his sleigh by mid-flight. And from there, the whole sleigh either crashes and reindeer get sent off somewhere else in Chicago, in the mean streets of Chicago. Um, and Santa Claus' hat, which has magical powers, gets lost somewhere else, too. And it kind of just sets off a chain of events right there. Um, I won't go too much into me from right there because I want you guys to watch it, but I will tell you that I do enjoy the Kurt Russell Santa Claus outfit. Um, not your typical, and he makes fun of it as well, too, throughout the whole movie. He makes fun of the Coca-Cola bottles and the billboards and the rosy cheeks. And this Kurt Russell, you know, has, like, the Silver Fox haircut, you know, salt and pepper, salt and pepper here, salt, salt, salt and pepper here. He gets that kind of hairdo right there. He still has a grizzly beard and whatnot, but, you know, he's more fashionable. I got to say that. The whole get 
getup right there is more of just like a pimp coat instead of like an actual Santa Claus coat. Um, I won't go too far into that, but you know, he got some swag on him. Um, he has a lot of technology as well, too, that he deals with, you know, um, things that measure Christmas cheer, kind of like how Elf was. I, I think they got that from Elf, I believe, with the Christmas cheer monitor. Um, I don't remember any other movie doing that besides Elf. If there was, please correct me. Um, but you got that aspect. Um, the sled itself has like a global tracker, which is pretty cool. Um, but the character of Russell, he's just someone that's very meta, that makes very meta references and kind of fourth wall breaking in a way as well, too. I do like the fact that he's very much an outspoken Santa Claus. You know, he kind of gets pissed off at all the other, um, accusations or, uh, I guess I want to say traditions that we think Santa Claus does do. You know, he's like, yeah, I eat the cookies, but, you know, I work out. You know, we got, you know, he has a little, you know, a little girth to him, a little buffness to him. You know, um, he doesn't do the ho-ho-ho, but I was like, if you're Santa Claus, give me a ho-ho-ho. He's like, enough of this shit. I'm, I'm good. I, I don't do that nonsense. I deliver presents, and I give joy. Um, we get a dark turn, too, from, like, Santa Claus. Not like he's evil or anything like that, just, like, the kids question, like, oh, you know, since, you know, you don't have presents, you're not going to uh, deliver the presents. That's okay, kids can miss one year. And he's like, you ever seen me miss a year? They're like, well, not in Legends. He was like, that's right. You remember World War One and Two? I'm like, oh, God. So because you didn't deliver presents around the world, uh, Hitler invaded countries, and we got some craziness that are happening, mass gen- genocide because of San Claus not delivering presents. That was a... That was what I got from it. <laughs> that was pretty dark. Fuck Santa Claus shit. That was a uh, dropped the ball there. I don't even know what happened that time. But um yeah, we got got those weird jokes there. It has some dark humor in this movie. Very dark humor. You have to find it because there's some dark themes, but they will make you laugh because there's dark humor in there. Um uh well, like I said, the Santa Claus outfit itself was awesome. Kurt Russell's persona is pretty fun as well, too. Um his metaphrases are awesome. Um, the powers that he does have is, is pretty funny. More like a power persuasion in a way. And, of course, like I said, he's a very outspoken Santa Claus. He goes out there into the real world, and he talks to people as if he's Santa Claus. He doesn't hide the fact whatsoever. So, you know, he goes to, you know, a restaurant. And he's like, I need a car, guys. And, you know, you, Julie, from the host right there, I know that you won this present when you were five years old. And... You know, uh, I know that you're 35 years old, and I know what kind of present you want now. So he's, like, just throwing his his machismo, his bravado everywhere that he's Santa Claus. And you get some people that are really flipping out, like, oh, my God, this is great. And then you get some people that are, like, so, like, done with the situation. Like, oh, I've seen it. You're, like, a magician. doesn't really matter. I'm going to call the cops. We even have that one lady... Uh, one light, white lady, sorry guys, they make fun of that too as well too, that one white chick in the background that's on her phone saying, yeah, this is a disturbance by a guy bringing too much Christmas cheer, I think the cops need to get involved here. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on here? You even brought that <laughs> that joke into this as well too, some dark dark humor in here, very dark humor in here. Um, 
Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to go too much into the movie. I know there's elves in this movie as well, too. If you've seen the commercials, you see some elves. Uh, the CG animation is kind of weird at first, but then again, I don't mind it because it's a Christmas movie, so I'm not expecting the Polar Express uh, on Netflix. I'm expecting, you know, just some fun characters, and I feel like the elves were pretty fun in this movie. A different take on them, more like trolls mixed with, like, gremlins mixed with elves in a way. It was pretty fun to see that. Um... One of my favorite parts in this movie is the fact that uh, the reindeer do have some personality as well, too. I think they got that from the Santa Claus movie with the reindeer at least having a little bit more personality. And you get a little personality from Comet and, and a lot of the – well, Comet's the biggest one that you're going to get a lot of personality from. But that was pretty fun to see how the reindeer work and um, how, how they are on their own without Santa Claus. I think that was an interesting concept, too. What do reindeer do when Santa Claus is not around? Um and just the different plots that happen in this movie as well, too, that Santa Claus has to, like, get out of situations. There's a part where he gets arrested and, you know, he turns a whole jail cell into a jazz, uh, not even a jazz, a jailhouse rock um, kind of setting. And everybody's dancing and singing. We get a Kurt Russell number in this, so that was pretty fabulous. Um there's so many different layers in this movie you can unpack, whether it's the brother-sister dynamic, whether it's the brother using his street smarts to drive a Mustang with Kurt Russell in it. Yes, we get some Kurt Russell driving in here, too, as well, too, which was pretty fucking badass. Um, really badass. Um, we get some themes with the sister just being very independent and... Um, being more confident in herself and not using other people to to build her up because she could build herself up. Um, and there's some heart-wrenching moments toward the end as well, too, that are pulling your heartstrings. They really are. Um, especially in the last 10 minutes of it or five minutes of it, it you, if you really dig deep into it, if you lost a family member and you just wish you had one thing to say to your, your mom, your dad, your grandmother, whoever it was that passed passed on this moment will get you it got me like i almost had a tear right there because i'm like damn like that was kind of powerful and it's very subtle very subtle but the ending just works so well there's some parts that hmm, lag just a tad bit uh, I, I won't say this is like the best christmas movie i've ever watched but it's the most refreshing that i've ever watched um i if i were to give it a rating i give it about four big tops out of five right there. Um, the Kurt Russell performance. Uh, I think the kids were a little annoying at first, but, you know, you had to kind of hate them a tad bit for, for you to love them at the end, I believe. Uh, not, to, not to say you have to hate them, but maybe Teddy's character, his growing uh, and his growing pains that he's dealing with, um, maybe that's why we had to go that direction. Um, I feel like it was maybe ten minutes too long. Um, maybe they could have cut it down, maybe 10 to 20 minutes, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. My daughter enjoyed it. We, we had a blast watching this movie. Um, and I could see myself putting this on next year and looking like the next Santa Claus of Tim Allen in a way. This was a pretty fun movie. Will they be doing a sequel? They kind of leave it up out there with Kurt Russell's character at least. Um, and what worlds or worlds could be uh, what different um nations he can go to or different cultures he can provide his Santa Clausness to. So they left that kinda open in the air. But um yeah, if this is one shot too, I perfectly enjoyed it. I could watch this every Christmas and be happy with it. But um yeah, I think it's um 
one of the better Christmas movies that have come out in a long time. The last Christmas movie that I enjoyed... Hmm, it, this is not really a Christmas movie. You know what? It is a Christmas movie. Fuck off, people. Krampus. Krampus was one of my favorite Christmas movies for a long time. It was like a horror slash Christmas movie. It was a feel-good moment for me because I was like, this is a, such a crazy take on like an evil Santa Claus that's coming to kill people. Rock and roll. I will do this all day. But this right here, this was very refreshing. Um, Kurt Russell is a great, great Santa Claus. Um, you could put him up there with at least top ten of those actors that have portrayed the character. And um, it's a movie that's rewatchable. You can find different Easter eggs and different conversations and different meta sayings that Kurt Russell is saying. I'm like, oh, he's talking about that. Oh, he's talking about this. Oh, that's kind of funny right there. Oh, that's kind of dark right there. So, yeah, yeah. I suggest you all watch it. Um, I suggest that um, even if you don't like Santa Claus movies, watch it for Kurt Russell driving because it's fucking badass. Uh, whether it's a sled or a Mustang, it's pretty dope. Especially, you know, just doing his crazy turns and going nuts on the car. It's, come on, Kurt Russell in the car? Can't get any better. Anyway, guys, that's really my take on this movie, The Christmas Chronicles. It's available on Netflix. So please let me know what you guys think. Comment. Um, leave a comment on iTunes or on Anchor itself or Spotify. Hey, get that subscription up there. Like, listen, review, retweet me at uh, Val Cisco on the Twitter or leave a comment on the uh, the Instagram as well too at Sideshow Conversations. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Hopefully, I hear some constructive feedback from you guys. I do appreciate it. And, of course, get your head out of the gutter. Keep your mind on the side.